Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, this is another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. Jesus, Wade, that's your, that's the easiest cue to hit in the world. I was looking at the, like, are you recording? <laughs> I thought you weren't recording. Can we start over? <laughs> no, I have that. That's there every time. Just to, is it like a last second reminder to make sure I hit record? I was d- double taking for us for the, <laughs> for the good of the episode. All right. Should I leave in the part also right before I ask, are you ready to go? And then you say yes. And then I start and then somehow you miss the cue immediately. Should I I leave that part in too? Let's start over. All right. No, this is episode 72. Is that a zipper or are you farting? You're off to a terrible start today. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe (laughs) Potteries Podcast Network on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports (laughs) podcast network. It is painfully obvious that Wade has senioritis right now because this, this is the last week we're doing a show before Christmas. And then I guess we don't really get a vacation, but like, why are we doing a show right right before Christmas? Um, Wade clearly doesn't. Wade is checked out for this week. Um, but on today's show, we've got a few things to go over. We're going to go over some free agency. It's been really cold. And is that going to be like the new norm going forward? Is that just a recent trend? Is this year the outlier year? Um, I think it's kind of all three. So we're going to talk about that free agency um, and then who the Padres are looking to acquire during free agency because we haven't done this big free agency show yet, which we kind of do once every offseason. Padres, free agent targets, um, trade partners. Uh, we ca- we kind of talked about who they might go after in trades, but we haven't hit free agency very hard. I think Wade's also distracted because the town is on. And I, once I tell Wade the town is on, then his mind goes to uh, just anything – any and all things related to the town. This is not a fucking around crew. <laughs> Blake Lively, um, kind of terrible in this. Do you like Blake Lively in this? I love everything about that movie. Everybody in that I movie remember, is great. You still haven't listened. There's a really good uh, episode of The Rewatchables. If you guys are into movie podcasts with Bill Simmons, Ryan Rosillo, and I forgot who else is in on the, the podcast. They rewatch movies and they talk about them and they do an episode on the town. And I think they really loved Blake Lively's performance is like the townie Boston um, lives in Charlestown uh, performance that she gives. Apparently it rings pretty true, but uh, for me, it's, I don't know. She's landed on really thick in this one. Yeah. I just love a good shitty Boston accent. Just so anyone doing a Boston accent, they, they crushed John Hamm also. John Hamm has a terrible accent in this movie. But the, the movie overall, it's it's a Hall of Fame movie for me. I would agree. I, I love it. Heist movies, it's it's up there, top 10 all time. So uh, free agency and then, you know, with free agency, how things are going to relate, not just with the Potteries, because the Potteries are already really good. We knew that. But what are the pieces that we're going to need to do or to acquire to match up better with the Dodgers? There's no Clevenger this year. And with Clevenger and Lamette, we really liked how the Padres matched up, even in a short series with the Dodgers. And then when they lost Clevenger and Lamette, it was a very mismatched series. So what can we do to kind of take the pressure off of missing a major piece going up for the season? But first, before we get on to that, Wade, you got a bet online read for us? 
The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past the prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. You know, uh, we're quietly five and one, six and one, six and one in our last. No five and one. Sorry, in our last three weeks, it's pretty good. And someone's above five hundred. Uh, somebody is, yeah. And since I uh, announced fades plus my no fades, I'm actually four, five, and one. I was checking those numbers today too. So not nice. not the worst. Yeah, almost almost back to five hundred. I can catch you this week. Before we get into the rest of the show, just um, a couple things to clear up real quick. We missed. We were doing Dominican summer or a Dominican winter league updates last week, and we kind of uh, we left out the all the under. There's a lot of winter leagues going on. There's Australia. There's Venezuela. There's Mexico. So one guy that I wanted to just talk about really quickly was Egui Rosario, who's an infield prospect for the Padres. MLB has him at number twenty eight. He's kind of just a depth chart guy that can play the infield, a few different positions, second base, third base. Um, he's been doing really well in the Venezuela Winter League, so I just wanted to give him a shout-out. Um, last week, he hit 321 with seven runs scored, six RBIs, stole five bases, uh, playing for Los Bravos de Margarita. And, you know, having a good having a good winter. He's still just 21 years old. He's hitting 388 overall during the Winter League. Um, I think, he, you know, he's a guy. He played at, at uh, Lake Elsinore in 2019. Um, so he's he's gotten up past high A, and we don't know where he's going to end up um, in 2021. But, you know, a guy with some extra base power, a, a guy with some speed, I'm not sure how any of that's going to play at the major league level. He's no Tucupita Marcano, but you know, probably more power than Tucupita. Uh, so there, there's some possibilities for Egri Rosario. Kind of, I see him as like a, a, a role filler in the, in the vein of a Greg Garcia guy, a guy that's kind of versatile around the infield. And can come in, steal some bases, or you know at least provide some valuable speed off the bench, and isn't isn't like pl- player number twenty six on the twenty six man roster, if that makes sense. Um, just a guy that I thought deserved some credit for having a really good winter. And you know we could we could hear his name uh, on the major league level in the next couple of years. It wouldn't be that weird to see Egui Rosario show up. Yeah, Other thing, yeah. Dan Clark. Do you know who Dan Clark is? I have no idea who Dan Clark is. I saw this in the he's notes just, and just Googled. <laughs> he's a, he's just like a Twitter commentator, baseball guy. He lives in New Zealand, I think has a decent following. Um, also seems to be pretty angry the last few days. He's just like mad at people. I mean, he gets, he gets trolled a lot and he seems to be just really mad about being trolled, which is, I would say like, is a, is a semi-public figure, Dan, you need to just like roll with the trolls. Like, the the worst thing you can do for a troll is to engage and be upset with a troll. It's to feed them. But anyway, you can't feed them. Don't feed trolls. Uh, you know what's really bad about feeding trolls too is Keith Law. Keith Law is terrible at feeding trolls. He gets mad at everything. I, I always I'm reading Keith Law stuff. I'm just like Keith, calm the fuck down. What are you doing? But Dan Clark had a really 
prolific tweet. I think it was today. The tweet is Padres could win it all in 2021. Nice. Huge news, guys. The Padres could win it all in 2021. So I just thought that was worth mentioning. It's big news. Yeah. I mean, you can tell it's a <laughs> That's huge news. I think I'm, I mean, I might tweet something similar later tonight. Padres serious contenders for 2021. Does that get a lot of engagements? You think hot take it is free agency. So maybe we do some free agency stuff and then I get back to the Twitter. Free agency has been very cold. Have you noticed that uh, none of the top players have been signing? So no, and yeah, Trevor Bauer's out there um, trolling. But is he by trolling? You mean just wearing a different hat every day and taking a video of himself with his puppy or something? Exactly. He is very thirsty for for fan interaction. It, it's kind of it kind of bugs me. Every day wearing a different hat and trying to rile up fans and get everybody to to chase him like it's it's very uh i know not something i would want to do i mean it's this whole even though he's not gen z it's this whole gen z generation that he's feeding into just constantly have to be in front of the camera marketing yourself it feels very like bachelorette since the bachelorette's on and i've been listening to stuff about the bachelorette even though i don't watch nor have i ever watched the bachelor or the bachelorette um, it feels like this is the baseball version of that, where he just wants to date all the teams and get all the teams to admit that they love him and they want him and they'll do anything for him. And then in the end, he does whatever the fuck he wants to do and it doesn't really matter. Right. And he wins the show or whatever, and then they just break up right after the show. Yeah, he's going to sign a one-year deal with whoever, make a lot of money, and then get divorced in eight months. Whatever happened to the celebrity dating shows. I miss those because I, I liked those a lot more than bachelor bachelorette. There was, uh, th- what was the flavor Flav one called flavor Flav? What's the name uh, of that show? It's called flavor of love idiots. Okay. It was flavor of love. And then they did the, I love New York, which was also fantastic. They had two of those. And then they had the, the rock of love with Brett Michaels. I was all into that. Those shows were huge. Tila tequila. That's nah, it kind of, Took a step back with Tila Kila. And then I think they did one with Vinny and Pauly D from Jersey Shore. I didn't watch that one either. But I miss those types of shows. Where did those go? You love trash TV. Yeah. Big trash TV guy. <laughs> so are you. You watch Below Deck. Get out of here. Below Deck is great. Anything on Bravo, <laughs> I stand behind. <laughs> Below Deck is great. Um, so, yeah, it's not just Trevor Bauer that's out there. The only significant pieces that have signed were, I guess, James McCann. Does he count as a significant piece? DJ LeMay, is still out there. Marcelo Zuna, Nelson Cruz, George Springer, JT Realmuto, uh, Didi Gregorius. Like, there's some interesting pieces. Guys, I like I like Colton Wong and Jerks and Profar, who we're going to talk about. Justin Turner is available. Marcus Simeon, Brad Hand. Um, and then a bunch of pitching that's available, too. So there's pieces out there. It's been very, very slow. Nothing happened over the winter meetings, which isn't a totally new thing because we're going back to 2018 when Bryce Harper and Manny Machado were both free agents and they both didn't sign until February. So, I mean, those were the really only significant pieces from that. Like, I mean, not significant, but the biggest pieces from that draft or that free agency class 
took until February to sign. And those are big name guys who were going to command a lot of money. Last year, we saw the opposite. Steven Strasburg, Garrett Cole, and Anthony Rendon all signed like right away. It was, it was weird how quickly they signed. And now it, it seems like we're back to, it, it seems like every other type of year thing where, you know, one year players sign right away. The next year, nobody signs until really late spring training. What was the year like a few years ago where all the guys, um, Craig Kimbrell didn't sign at all. And then, uh, waited and signed a deal during the season. And then the same with Dallas Keuchel. I, I don't remember the years off the top of my head when that happened, but those guys waited into the year. I think we could see something similar like that happen with the starting pitchers. And I think I said this to um, one of my other groups where I don't think there's a chance Trevor Bauer just doesn't sign into spring training because he's looking for a very specific type of deal. And I don't know if teams are willing to give it to him right now. Right. I mean, how much do you think that the current pandemic situation that we're in with the owners losing money last year has to do with this? I think the guys are wanting 2019 prices and none of the owners are willing to do that. Yeah, I know a lot of teams are financially strapped right now. The Padres and Peter Seidler have come out publicly and said, like, we did fine. We're ready to spend some money. Um, and then didn't he say something along like we're going to we could increase payroll if we have to like a little bit. So uh, some interesting things coming out of the Padres front office with uh, with terms to like salaries for 2021. But other than that, I don't think I, I really don't think the Padres are players for Trevor Bauer. I don't think that's the thing they're interested in acquiring just a one year mercenary when they could spend the money on other things. Um, I do think that most teams are struggling. Are, are very cautious with giving out a big contract. And maybe that's Trevor Bauer is telling them like, Hey, it's only one year though. And if they prorate the salaries for next year, then you're kind of, you're covering your own ass anyway. So. I mean, uh, hear me out. so if yeah. Trevor does sign a one year deal with another team, isn't that good for the Padre? Clevenger sits out this year. He only signed a one year deal. And then when Clevens clubs back in this year two, that's when you go balls to the walls on Bauer. It's just, it's a, he's going to want a lot of money. And I, I don't think the, I think the Padres want to fill the starting pitcher need now with Sonny Gray or Blake Snell. So we can talk about those guys right now. I think they're major players for Snell or Gray. I think Preller is moving very slowly because he wants to Preller someone. And by Preller someone, I mean, he wants to, he wants to fuck them in a trade. That's what Preller lives to do. So he's not going to, he's not going to bite at the first or second offer that they, that they propose. So he's going to, he's going to wait for his best deal. Would you rather have Snell or, or gray? If like you're, if you're getting one, who would you prefer? I'd be happy with both, but I think I would prefer Snell. I'm just, yeah, I'm assuming everything's equal here in terms of the prospect value going back in a trade in the money situation, like everything's even here, just in a vacuum, you would prefer Snell over gray. Correct. I think I probably would too. And I think he fits the rotation better. I think he matches up better against the Dodgers, who are very left-handed heavy. And we're going to talk more about that in a few minutes. But I think he would make a lot of sense in the rotation. At the top of the rotation is a lefty who also just dominated the Dodgers in the postseason through, what was it, six innings? And then Kevin Cash pulled him out early, and then the Dodgers won the series because of that. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I think in a perfect world... Um, Blake Snell is probably the fit that we would want. I just think he's going to be 
way more expensive than Sunny Gray. So I think it just makes sense to go get Sunny Gray. And then you hope that Mackenzie Gore or Adrian Morihone have developed enough to play a significant role in the rotation for the upcoming season. And and then the the options internally fill those vacancies. So I, I don't want to just sign free agents and make trades and that's how you build your team. We have one of the best farm systems in baseball and a couple of those guys who are at the top of the rankings in the in the farm are ready to contribute. So I don't I don't want to be scared to let them contribute. Like get them up there and see let's see what they can do. You uh seem to have left off Ryan Weathers by the way, who will make the starting rotation this year. Oh, this year. I think he's just a little I think I don't think he's pressuring for the rotation this year. It should be more hone or gore and I think Weathers is another year at least away. Um you you heard it here first this year. This year. Well, We've been surprised. I love it when we're aggressive with prospects. Tatis was aggressively promoted and started the year with the major league club when nobody thought he was going to. So yeah, I don't, I don't care if Ryan, if Ryan Weathers blows everyone's tits off in spring training and looks like he's ready, then I'm all for it. I just, I think he'll take another year. They're both, they're all still very young and I get holding them back, but when you're a pitcher, we've talked about pitching prospects before they can develop early. And if, if the stuff is ready, it's not like they have to see major league is a hitter. They don't need to see major league curveballs and major league sequencing. They're thro- if they have the stuff and it's ready now, you're just wasting bullets by keeping them in the minors. You might as well bring them up. Pitchers can be ready Let early. Let the boy watch. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Um, so I think we both agree that Snell is the preferred piece, but would you, you'd be happy with Sonny Gray too, right? I would be happy with either of those. I think we, like I've said, for many an episodes now, we need another starting pitcher. So either of those guys, I'd be very happy with. And I think the, I think the Padres end up with one. I think there there's no other big options out there for starting pitching. The Padres are a great team that is just lacking another starting pitcher. So I think they end up making a move for one of those guys. The other why area where, what's that? I said, why not both? Oh well, because that's that's ridiculous, Wade. Um, the other thing I wanted to, or the other position I wanted to go over with you is this like super utility infielder role, maybe, um, Jerks and Profar is still a free agent. You, I mean, I, I really like Jerks and Profar. He came on strong at the end of the season. He started off very slowly, which was frustrating, but he, he fills a couple important roles. One being he's a, he's a utility infielder, but it can also play the outfield, which is nice. He's a switch hitter which is nice. He's, he seems to be really good friends with Tatis and Machado. So I, I love it for clubhouse. I think all that stuff kind of matters. And that doesn't matter a ton when you're signing the guy in a free agency deal, but it matters enough. If, you know, if a couple pieces are equal, like I'll move Profar ahead of another piece as the tiebreaker. Cause he's already gotten along with everybody in the clubhouse so well, but I'm looking at Colton Wong sitting out there as a free agent. And I got to say, I've always really liked Colton Wong. He plays a really good defense at second base. He kind of does things profar-ish with uh, his ability to run the bases, probably even to a, a degree ahead of profar with what he can do, stealing bases. The, the downside is he's not he's not the switch hitter and he's not the the outfield option. But I didn't like profar in the outfield anyway. I've said on the show before that I did not like what I saw from profar in the outfield. And just because you you can play it doesn't mean you should. And there's other options in the outfield anyway. I don't see Profar being an impact defensively in the outfield. It, like I don't think he would ever play there. So it, 
in a vacuum, would you rather just bring Profar back? Let's say they're the same money, uh, Profar or Colton Wong. I think I would rather do Profar just for the versatility. I mean, Colton Wong is really only second base. Um, yeah. And then I think the clubhouse factor with him being boys with Tatis is a lot greater than you think. Um, I think, yeah. you know, keeping the clubhouse happy, the guy's always smiling. He's just, he, he was a fan favorite. I, I think you just bring him back. I, yeah, I, it's hard to argue against him. The thing with Colton Wong is if you sign him, he's your second baseman. If you sign Profar, then Profar is a little more flexible and he comes off the bench because if you sign Wong, it's you're saying you're comparing him now against Jake Cronenworth, who had a really good season, but also tailed off pretty heavily towards the end of the year and doesn't he, he plays a great second base. He's versatile. He can play other positions too. But would you be willing to make Cronenworth the super utility player and then Colton Wong is the second baseman? Yeah. Well, that's you would rather have Cronenworth be your starting second baseman or like a utility guy? I think I'd rather have Cronenworth be a utility guy. I do too. And I don't think that's a that's a popular opinion. I think people really like Cronenworth and I do too. I just don't want to have to rely on, you know, striking lightning twice with him in back-to-back seasons. He had a great year. I'm afraid that's the best we're going to see from him. And if that's the best, it's, it's okay, but it, it's not, it's not the ceiling that I think Colton Wong has. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's that. I, I don't know I if it's what he did. Was just the, middle, the plays up the middle between Tatis and Wong would be insane. Colton Wong, yeah, Colton Wong's just a better defensive second base. I'm sorry. Cronenworth was great last year, but I think Wong's a little better. So if you sign Wong, so it's Wong and it's Wong and Cronenworth as your second base utility, or Profar and is or Cronenworth is your second base, and then Profar's utility. See, I think I think I think Colton Wong's a little better than Cronenworth, and I think Cronenworth's a little better than Profar. So unfortunately, that would for me that would make Profar the odd man out. Okay. I think I think if you're the Potters, you're happy either way. It's kind of Probably. the same Snell or Gray. I don't think yeah. there is one correct way. I think both are good answers. They Wong and Profar both kind of fluctuate with their defensive value over the last few years. There's years where Wong's been elite defensively and years where he's kind of been of average. And then Profar has had lots of really bad defensive years. And then last year was actually plus. So... I don't know what that means. Also, last year was a very short sample size or small sample size. So lots of lots of questions there. And then with their their production on overall is like a war player. If you just want to count F war, um, they're both kind of similar in a sense that they both kind of fluctuate up and down between one and three wins above replacement. Profar a little consistently worse. And then Wong is a little more um, volatile. So you kind of don't know what you're getting with either one. Um I don't know. Profar over a larger sample size kind of worries me, but I don't really think Preller is in on Colton Wong. I haven't heard anything about Colton Wong. I think the Padres are probably happy with Jake Cronenworth, and I think they are most likely looking to bring Jerks and Profar back. So I don't think the Wong situ- situation or discussion is really serious, but it's something that I probably would like to see. I just I'm a Colton Wong guy. No follow up from you there. There's no long answer on this one. Took you that long to get there? <laughs> After all that? 
couldn't couldn't deliver it on time. The last one <laughs> is uh, the bullpen. We last year going into the season, our bullpen was elite on paper. It was we thought maybe a little Michelle Baez, a little Adrian Morihone, and then you get to the seventh inning and it's Emilio Pagan, and then the eighth inning it's Drew Pomeranz, and the ninth inning it's Kirby Yates. The bullpen kind of took a big dookie on our chest last year and was a mess, mostly thanks to Emilio Pagan, who we thought was going to be lights out and was not. They, they brought in Trevor Rosenthal. He was very good. Brad Hand is available, and we have not re-signed Kirby Yates yet. So Rosenthal, Hand, or Yates, I think they sign one, and they run. And they hope that the bullpen has bounced back. I liked, I liked Austin Adams a lot last year, what I saw from him. Pomeranz was electric, and I think the rest of the bullpen kind of figured itself out. They just need a ninth-inning guy. Which one? Wintergardner's back. People forget. Wigginter? Yeah. I mean, your do- your doppelganger. Sure. I know nobody knows what Wade looks like. Picture uh, a slightly smaller Trey Wigginter with reddish <laughs> reddish hair. A hue. <laughs> a reddish hue. <laughs> um. So who would you like, Rosenthal, Hand, or Yates? I think we bring Yates back. I think. I mean, Yates has been here. He likes the team, likes where it's heading. He was hurt last year. I think he returned to glory. I'd like to see Yates. Hard to say no to Yates. And I, I've liked Yates because he's been here a long time. I think he commands like a leadership role in the clubhouse as one of the older veteran guys. Rosenthal was a, a hired gun last year. He's also very slutty on Twitter. Do you guys follow him on Twitter? Wade, are you a Rosenthal guy on Twitter? He's worse than I Bauer. Follow him. He he's up there. He's that again, Generation Z out there with the people marketing himself. He's one of the he's one of the thirstiest guys I've ever seen on Twitter. And that kind of just rubs me the wrong way, you know? Just just personally how I feel. Weird, because uh, it uh, rubbed you the right way for the first like two weeks. You were all about him. Well, if he's good and he's rubbing me the right way, then I'll take it. But now it's the <laughs> off season. And he's not on the Padres anymore. And he's kind of shopping his junk all over Twitter. You know, you can leave now. We've got Kirby Yates back. Okay. That's how I feel. So I, I like hand. Um, I don't think they can afford both. So let's just go get Kirby Yates on a slightly cheaper incentive laden deal. Prove you're healthy. You know, yada, yada. He probably is healthy and give him the closer roll back. And I think we're, we're clear sailing with a good bullpen again, led by Pagan, Pomeranz and Yates. Those guys are all healthy. That's a very good bullpen. Agreed. Cool. Um, I think that's it, Wade. So those are the things I want to talk about during free agency. Fade or lock of the week. Do you have a fade or a lock this week? Because I'm going back to locks. Can we just take a moment to talk about my Jets pick last week? How good of a pick was that? If you had gone Jets money line, it would have been a great pick. But are you? I'm, I'm supposed to be really impressed by you that they covered 17. I mean, make a make a more bold claim next time. Maybe I will. I mean, I'm above 500. You're not. So game back. (laughs) Yeah. My lock of the week this week will be the Arizona Cardinals. They are taking on the 49ers. It will be a Josh Rosen revenge game for him. Now that he was signed to the 49ers. Uh, He's starting. He's not starting, right? No, he is not starting. Uh, CJ Bethard is starting. But Arizona is favored by five at home. This game means a lot to Arizona. They're currently the seventh seed in the playoffs. And the 49ers have nothing to play for. 
You know, I was thinking about all Sunday or no, was it Monday? I guess. Yeah. All, all Monday. I was thinking about, can you imagine if you parlayed a Jets Bengals money line? Someone somewhere had to do that, didn't they? Maybe. I haven't There's, seen Ravel tweet that. You're right. He would have been all over it. Um, that that just the Jets are one of the biggest upsets in the last 25 years. And then the Bengals, I mean, both double digit dogs. If you had done money line parlays on those, just oh, it's super, super sexy. So your Jets won last week. My Dolphins minus two, which for some reason we didn't go with in the super contest that covered. And this week I'm taking the Col- This seems a little too easy. Colts minus two in Pittsburgh. I just think the Colts are a good team, and I just think the Steelers aren't that good of a team. I think the Steelers have proved well, that over the last couple of weeks. And Juju's not dancing anymore, so, I mean, they're not adding any fuel to the fire anymore. Well, that might be – yeah, that's probably good for Pittsburgh. Right. Get the voodoo out of there. Exactly. No Juju dancing. Yeah, I don't care. I still think the Colts are a better team. And the Colts are still, the Colts are still fighting for their, their playoff – lives the the afc wild card is kind of a mess and the colts need to keep winning true want to see rivers in the playoffs one more time oh he's going he's going to win this week and then they're i think they're basically in so colts minus two that is a lock that is not a fade and i'm going to catch wade this week i feel pretty good about it um good good luck to you sir (laughs) i wanted to leave this little uh segment at the end here just in case you wanted to go over anything you're watching did you want to talk about the mandalorian did you watch that no puppy talk this week. I'm not watching The Mandalorian. I'm not a Star Wars guy. Interesting. You don't need to be a Star Wars guy, I think, to like The Mandalorian. I have so. not given it a shot. Maybe. Okay. Well, if you need something to watch, I recommend it. They, they go pretty quickly. It's like a 33 minutes to 40 minute episodes. Um, we're only, they've done two seasons and they're only, I think, eight episodes each. So pretty doable in an afternoon since you don't watch football anymore. Maybe you do that on Sunday. Okay. There you go. Um, one thing I, w- I wanted to say this about uh, the Mandalorian since we're here. Boba Fett, Boba Fett got fat. That's my only critique of the show. The show has been fantastic. Why, why is Boba Fett fat? Do you remember who Boba Fett is? No, sorry. From the original Star Wars trilogy. You don't know. Mm, sorry. Interesting. Anyway, he's fat and it bothers me. It's been bothering me for a long time and I haven't been able to talk to anyone about it. So there you go. So why is Boba Fett fat? Why is Boba <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's going to do it. Thank you all for listening. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Friar Farmhands. And if you enjoy, subscribe on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I'm Ryan Hart. That was Wade. Uh, probably talk to you next week. Who's Kyle we take? Toward your destination Though you may all right, you ready? We get jammed up while holding court in the street. Is that what they say? <laughs> Is that a line from the movie or you just make that up? Uh, it's a line from the movie. I typed in best quotes from the town. I'm definitely going to use <laughs> one at the end of this. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.